You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. That's not like something you would be told. I was told that. How many times? Though? I don't know. Too many. Once is more than enough. From the same person? From a coach. It came on. It came on the athletic <laughs> field. Dang. We, we, won't, we won't specify. Dad Gummit is one of them. Dang, I should have. Gummit Wade. I should have. Dad Gummit was the one I forgot. Son of a gun. Uh, all right. Tuesday. Red button day. Episode two. Here we go. Let's get it fired off. All right, we've got a guest in studio. We want to welcome Miss Deanne Johnson, Red's wife. So, thank you. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What it's do you an think? Honor. That, what do you think of the studio? It's pretty great up I here. I mean, you knew this before it was a studio. You knew I this did. when it was a wood shop. Yeah. So we throw a light up. We get going. Yep. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> so we get going with our podcast, right? We've got a podcast. One of our listeners asked us recently from our last episode. What are our favorite podcasts? We started one. I'm sure we've got some kind of inspiration for it. So, Hayden, what what would you say are your podcasts that you you and I talk about? You've listened to many. Uh, first one that really got me was Star Talk. Neil deGrasse Tyson, the guy that does Cosmos. The yeah, show on, yeah. He was uh, like Carl Sagan's buddy, and you know everybody knows who Neil deGrasse Tyson is. He's a genius. He's an astrophysicist. He and he's a really good presenter. That's what he's got going for him. But anyway, his show's great. He brings a lot of cool, just smart people. And the they do this thing called Cosmic Queries, and it's just like a question you thing. You told me about Cosmic Queries It's awesome, before. man. It's just, you can submit questions. So it's like a listener type thing. Oh, yeah, totally. Total listener show. You ever but submitted a question? No, I need to. I'm such a... You just do it by Twitter or something? That would be like your dream. I know, to get one of my questions yeah. on there, I'd be like, oh my god, he read my question. Right. <laughs> You can uh, you can basically pay to have yourself put to the top though, because they do. Um, uh, yes, yeah, like anything with Google or whatever. Yeah, like it, you can be a member of their site and and a Patreon. That's what they call it. Or Patreon's like a website that I guess you can do donations through or something. But huh. but they can keep track of it and they know if you're a Patreon and they basically say, well, the Patreon question gets to go first and they read. Oh off yeah, them. so it's kind of like donors to a university getting awesome seats. Exactly. So. What about but, you, Malcolm? I think all of my favorites happen to be sports ones. So. That's a surprise. Colin Coward. <laughs> I mean, what did you expect? Right. Colin Coward. I like the um, He has one. Um, Bill Simmons. <clears throat> His is pretty good ever since he left on ESPN. But Mike and Mike, as always. If I don't catch it on the radio, I'll ch- catch the podcast. So right. Anything sports related would be my go-to favorites. It's easier listening to him on podcasts, I think. Now, I'm a big sports talk junkie, but I think listening to him on podcast forms a lot easier. I have noticed that, too. I'd have to agree. I mean, you'd have to deal with, like, commercial breaks and stuff like that. No. That's, national- like, the best part about pod. That's why everyone out there listening should share the love of podcasts with somebody else. Right. Because oh, sure. podcasts are so great. It's and on that's demand. what we're trying to show people is, like, if you have an itch to try one... Why not? Oh, if man. you want to be on one and you don't want to do it yourself, come on. The second I realized so. how awesome podcasts were, I was like, oh my God, this is like the greatest thing anyone ever invented. Right. 
And it took me so long to realize how awesome it was. Right. And I'm like, man, there's so many shows of so much cool stuff. It depends stuff. on what you're a junkie for. I, I know. Mean, yeah, you like, you for like, everybody, though. You like learning stuff. Yeah. If you like to be entertained. If you like sports stuff. Well, like, Dan, like, what's your favorite one? Yeah. I know you... We uh, use the same we use the same iTunes account, so I get to see all of her podcasts she downloads. But right, what right, do you like so the most? I am a pretty notorious history nerd, and my favorite podcast is History Hit. Um, it's Dan Snow. He's from the BBC, and he does mm. a lot of I've history stuff. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. History Hit. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, there's just like a lot of different. You know, he talks about everything, like any time period. He interviews a lot of people and stuff like that. So. Nice. Do you have a favorite time period then? <laughs> That's a good answer. Especially when I mean, we're talking coming off the heels of Ignatius <laughs> and Euphigenia. You just you so just you opened up the box, one, dude. So I mean I have a couple, but I want to hear you. Time yours. period. Go um it. here it comes. Henry the Eighth. Henry the Eighth, mm. I am, I am. Yeah. Um Tudor England. Like any anything fifteen hundreds England. Really? There we go. Not yeah. not a lot of people that you could ask the question, "What's your favorite time period?" and then give you an answer. Oh, it's and easy. Give, and give you an answer as to why. That's awesome. Oh yeah, I she, love that. That as soon as you asked that question, I was like, "Yep, I know the answer." Yes. answer. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know my wife. Are yours right. the same though, or are they different? Uh, no, I'm, I'm totally not the nerd for uh, for that. Like she is. Mm. Um, I'd say I'm more of like the ancient, like. I like anything that's like a solid five thousand years or older. Like pick a culture, right? It it yeah. interests the crap out of me to hear about stuff that's that old, like whether it be Egypt or Sumeria or South America, anything that hits that like five thousand year mark. It's just so ultra it was history cool. that brought you guys together. No, not exactly. exactly. (laughs) See, what's going to be interesting, though, is what your son chooses to lean on the science side or history side. See, that's what's interesting is Hayden is very science, math, all that kind of stuff that I, I mean, I like science, obviously, but I'm more of like literature, history type stuff. And so it will be Mm. pretty interesting. But we both love music. Like we both do have always done a lot of stuff with music. So... I think he's gonna be Thus, a famous musician. Hardy already plays the drums. Exactly. So he's uh he's pretty good at him That's too. That's how it is. Mm. Perfect. Well, one that I'm gonna talk about a little bit later. It's called Stuff You Should Know. It's by the guys that make uh, How Stuff Works. It's like How or Stuff they Works. Or they, they work for How Stuff Works. They work for him. Yeah. I guess I phrased that wrong. Thank it's you. you good. No, thank you. That's that's a needed correction. Uh, <laughs> but these guys are awesome. You know, you've been listening to them a lot uh, longer yeah, than I have. Great. Uh, super interesting though. I'm a big sports guy. I like listening to the sports ones, the herd and those. Any any of the ones that are guys that have national shows because I tend to listen to them on national radio when I drive in my car and stuff. But so it's the Bill Simmons and stuff when it comes to sports. But stuff you should know is super interesting. They cover such a wide range of topics, and they cater to such a wide audience. Yeah, male, you can female, find anything kids, literally just on their podcast that you. Are interested in. absolutely, mm-hmm. and the way that they talk about it, it's extremely interesting. Um, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna give them all the credit in the world for a topic I'm gonna just touch on a little bit later. But stuff you should know, I think, is one I'm gonna highly recommend to any of my friends. For um, sure. The way that they sit down and just talk about stuff, man. We're not that smart. At least I know I'm not that smart. But uh, that format that they did and that they came up with really, really kind of. It's like, man, I'd love, really love to try that. I think yeah. it'd be really mm-hmm. cool. So. 
Um, all right, well, we're going to jump in. Have you heard? Have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about the uh, American Airlines incident? Oh, well, who has? Oh, my. <laughs> the, the, the guy. I, I'm a parent now, so I tend to look at things a little bit differently when it comes to someone else and my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. That guy grabbed a stroller with the baby in it, shook it, and it, it, there's a question about people freaking out about that. Hmm. I mean, really? So, what, what would you do? Uh, it would be a, like a, a, I don't know, I'd probably black out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I guess even more important than what would we do, because I think all of us that are parents, even non see red. Because the guy that stood up and wanted to fight the guy was someone not even involved. He just stood up and was like, buddy, you touch me like that, and there's, this is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I think he recognized that she didn't have a male with her, or I guess any traveler with her. Right. So he decided, I'm close enough up here, and if he's going to treat the rest of us like this, then... Well, kudos to that issue. guy for doing yeah, it, exactly. first of all. But what in the hell is going on with these <laughs> flight attendants? They're just going crazy. I don't know. Well, the the other the the big United thing wasn't flight attendants. That was uh... well, that was United. This is American. The one I was talking about was American Airlines. Oh, sorry. So let me give credit where credits due. Right. <laughs> no, but the United thing with the dude got knocked out and drug off the plane that, was yeah, that was the airport police. It wasn't. They really? ordered. They said go get that guy off our plane, but the actual hands-on damage was by the airport police. It wasn't actually United. Now. They had him forcefully removed from the plane, so it is for not voluntarily yeah, yeah, giving up his seat. Exactly, like someone of higher importance. You know, he was supposed to get bumped instead of them, and but he was already ticket in on the plane. And as if traveling, you know, in an airplane isn't inconvenient enough, that we've got to deal with the possibility of having some jackass as our flight attendant nowadays. <laughs> like either there's something in the water, or people are just you know hiring anybody. Because yeah. for all of these instances to happen, like bang, 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 they all happen like right in a row. Yeah, I mean, they did. you know, it's also one of those things I think you kind of spoke about last episode how things, when people see the video, they. Absol- yeah, dude. They, when you read a story about a flight attendant, you know, having it in with a passenger. It's like whatever. Versus seeing it. But when oh. you see that dude getting drug out of the plane, like. That was big, and ding, like ding, the ding. stroller. I mean, my gosh! Like, but hmm. it just the second that happened, it was like, I, who knows? Stuff like this could happen at the airport all the time, and we don't realize yeah. it's happening mm-hmm. until all of a sudden it's the big thing in the news, and everybody in the world is sharing the photo or the or the film they just took with their phone on the airline that they thought was crazy, and all of a sudden that's what gets shared around the most. Is oh, here's another one. Oh, here's another one. I mean, normally when I get on an airplane. My phone only has about 47% battery, so I'm making sure it's fully charged from here on out. So can, <laughs> you know, get some good footage. You, dude, you but, gotta have the But I mean, you never know anymore. Mm-hmm. So. You never know who's going to go crazy. Usually you think it's going to be the baby. The baby. <laughs> the whole, In that the scenario, whole you see flight attendant, mama, baby. Which one of these three goes crazy? Baby, there's going to be a high percentage baby. of people that are going to vote baby. Yeah. At least that, as far as the most annoying freak out thing, and start chewing on somebody's feet mm. <laughs> or something. No one's gonna say. Uh, so anyway, nowadays anything can happen. So I know that's one thing I've heard about. We have a guest in studio for a reason. I think that it's only proper for you guys to bring it up. So this have you heard is super important to us. Um, we have a resident expert on hand, so we might as well just go ahead and jump into it 
with Deanne. So ask us if we've heard about... All right. So my have you heard is about the new character on Sesame Street. Um, her name's Julia. Julia. And Julia has autism. All right. So um, autism is special, you know, special to me because my job is um, I am a special needs consultant. Um, and I've worked with a child with autism for almost eight years. Um, and I do like Emory Autism Center training um, usually once a year. I've done Chattanooga Autism Center and stuff like that. So I've been around it a lot. Um, and uh, so anyway, this Julia, she is a, she's a like a Muppet type character. She's not like a... Oh, I, she's not a real person character? No, she's a Muppet okay. character. Um, she's like a red hair, purple shirt, um, super cute. And so she, and this also, this is super exciting to me. She's a girl. So I don't know, like, and I, like I said, I work with a kid with autism. She's a girl, too. Um, so I don't know if you guys know, like, any autism kind of statistics. But right now, according to the CDC, the diagnosis numbers are like 1 in 68 kids. Um, wow. But it's more like 1 in 42 are boys. Hmm. So, um, and I don't know, and I won't get on this soapbox, right. but you know that I, I have a great dislike for Autism Speaks. They're like the big, you know, autism yeah, awareness yeah. organization. Um, one of the reasons I have a big dislike for them is, I, you, I'm sure you've heard of Light It Up Blue. They do that for autism awareness and um, they call it Light It Up Blue. And even on their website, it used to say the blue is for all the boys with autism. So that's like super disheartening and, you know, depressing to me. Like, well, what about all the girls with autism? So the fact that Julia is a girl is like so exciting Maybe to me. somebody else feels so, like you do. Yeah, and kind of give a voice to another girl with autism. For I sure. just think it's very cool. Um, so... Anyway, she actually, she first appeared in, like, a digital storybook on Sesame Street's website, I guess, a couple years ago. So, she's actually not, like, brand new. Um, she was in that as, like, a cartoon type thing. They just brought her and, to TV. Yeah, and so they used that. It was, like, her and Elmo are best friends, and it, they've been friends for a long time. And so, it talks about, you know, like, they, they do a lot of the same things, but, like, when they're playing with blocks, Elmo wants to build all the blocks and go smash them down and Julia just wants to put them all in a straight line and that's mm. how she does it and Elmo wants to play trucks and you know run them all over the room and up the walls and Julia wants to just like stare at the wheel and make it spin and so and I think that was called uh we're uh, we're amazing one two three or something like that so anyway so now they've decided to bring her to television and um I know that they research with a lot of um, autism awareness organizations and stuff, and they asked, you know, a lot of people, like, about what kind of traits this character should have and that kind of thing. And then something I thought was cool, too, so they is... they put a lot of thought in. Yeah, and then the, they also researched with a lot of, um, like, people kind of in the trenches, like educators and psychologists and, um, you know, occupational therapists and stuff like that about how to best, like present the information to kind of normalize autism for typical kids so how they present it to kids watching sesame street two-year-olds like our kids and stuff and uh so um let's see what well like that was like the question i think you had 
you you asked off me air, off yeah. air was like you know what was their reason behind doing it like yeah like where what was the I, I guess not like why do they do that like but like what was the impactful like where they were trying to impact yeah, yeah. and like like you just said like it was to normalize it for well, kids and, that don't have yeah, autism so they're the thing, not they don't think the autistic kid is the weird kid yeah well that's what like i was about else. to say like most kids like i said the statistic is one in 68 right now and i don't think that number is like a new like that's how many kids have have autism now versus 100 years ago i think it's just the you know they're able to diagnose it they know what autism is um or kind of um but you know the chances that our kids you know you have two kids mm-hmm. that are under the age of five and we have a almost two-year-old the chances that they're going to have a child with autism in their class or on their team like they are you mm-hmm. know they they're going to and so i think that's that's really you know why they're doing this and something really cool that i learned too which is it goes along this line of everybody's going to know somebody with autism julia's puppeteer is a mom of a son with autism oh yeah so i thought that was cool and it's probably like really empowering for her to be able to like kind of tell her kid's story you know and absolutely and give him a voice that he doesn't have mm-hmm. and that's actually something i really thought about when i first heard about this character is you know it that's gonna be super challenging to make a character with autism because i don't know i think we've kind of talked about this before but you know autism is called the autism spectrum for a reason it's a very wide spectrum and there's a saying like in the autism community that if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism because um, it's just such a huge spectrum. And so like, for instance, the kid that I work with, you know, she's just kind of her voice is a little monotone. Um, you know, she she does a lot of like stimming type behaviors and that kind of thing. And she doesn't have the best social skills, you know, and she's maybe a fourth grade reading and math level when she's in seventh grade. Um, And then there's another child that we knew, a girl um, in her occupational therapy group, who she was probably about 10 at the time, completely nonverbal, completely not potty trained. She had a service dog. Like she couldn't even, she couldn't even be there without her service dog. She couldn't do anything without that dog. So, and they both have the same diagnosis. And then there's the opposite end, too, where there, you know, there are kids who, you know, maybe they're just a little quirky. They really, really, really like Star Wars or whatever, you know, and you you just think they're kind of weird. And, and that used to be called, you know, usually Asperger's, and they've done away with that diagnosis. It's all autism. So anyway, my point was I thought, like, that's going to be really hard. Like, how are you going to give a character, like... Okay, they have one autism. set of characteristics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what I really appreciated that um, I watched the episode um, and what they did, which is so awesome, is that, you know, it's, it's a little story about, um, you know, kind of her meeting Big Bird and Big Bird is like so sad because he thinks she doesn't like him because she's not immediately responding to him and she's kind of doing all these stimming behaviors, jumping around and and he's like, she doesn't want to be my friend. Um, but so when he finds out she has autism, he asks, you know, well, what is autism? And the way they explain it is, well, for Julia, blah, blah, blah. Instead oh. of autism means blah, 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 they say for Julia. And I thought that was, that's kind of the whole point. Like, you know, these are individual people. And like I said, if you've met one person with autism, mm-hmm. you've met one. So 
So I thought that was very cool. That, I think it's awesome. Do you think that? Well, obviously, you've been involved. With, you said eight years, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you think that the community agrees with you about the way that Sesame Street portrays the character? Like, does does Sesame Street do it justice? I guess. Are they doing good by bringing on a character? Is it is that opinion popular? Do you know? Um, I honestly have no idea. Um. <laughs> I can tell you as a parent, my personal opinion is it is. Yeah. And I'll tell you, this is why. This is my personal example to bring it up to how I relate it, okay? My wife and I, we have a daughter. She was mm-hmm. the older of the two. When she asked for a baby doll, so we were shopping one day. She asked for a certain baby doll that had a certain carrier. She wanted to have a carrier because we, when Cole was born, Steph wore Cole on one of those wraps right. that she wore on her chest. Yeah. So St- Macy wanted a baby that she could carry the same way, right? Mm-hmm. So we're in the TJ Maxx, I think it was. She points at this baby doll and it happens to be a black baby doll. I care less. I actually, I start to think about it because I'm a nerd and I just think about everything extra. And I'm like, Steph, what what better way to teach our daughter that there is absolutely no difference between a white doll and a black doll? Yeah. When she has a kid in her class, this is when she was two. When she has a kid in her class that's white or black, she's not going to come home and ask me questions about the black boy's skin or the black right. girl's skin and it is a very subtle way for us to introduce it mm-hmm. to her as them being normal and equal without having to say to her the words they are normal and equal mm-hmm. and we don't have to you know we don't even have to verbalize to her that they are equal at yeah. all and i think that that is a small step mm-hmm. to that actualization i had in my mind when we were shopping in tj yeah. maxx and she no, pointed at exactly. she wanted the doll for the carrier and that's mm-hmm. what i want her to want If she wants to like someone for their personality, I want her to like them for their personality Mm -hmm. and not have any other factors in play. Yeah. And I think that if Sesame Street can do that, and if they can achieve that with it, that even on a small scale, Mm -hmm. to where people are seeing children as children. Yeah. And not as labeled X, labeled Y, labeled Mm -hmm. Z. They're children. Like you said, they've kind of opened. There's a wide range. There's a wide range of attention deficit disorders. Mm I mean, you can put a label on it if you want, yeah. Or you can try to do what I believe Sesame Street is trying to do. Because when I heard well, that, and that and that's actually what the I read that the one of the writers said. She said, um, "I don't want Julia to be Julia from Sesame Street who has autism. I want her to just be Julia correct. from Sesame yeah. Street." And that's kind of the whole point of the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I thought too, something I think about a lot is, you know, these kids grow up too, like children with autism grow up too. And a lot of times there's not, there's a lot of resources now, but maybe not when they are in high school or older. Um, and I think like, you know, kid, kids, the age that our kids are, you know, if they're kind of exposed to this and just don't think any different of it, I think there are going to be more people, hopefully, you know, if this is kind of a, just a small step towards something bigger, you know, then there will be hopefully more help for, you know, these older people when they, when they kind of age out of all the help. Yeah. And science will evolve to where we'll have more and more answers as our children get older, but it's more of just a a value of acceptance. Yeah, exactly. That our children are going to learn. And Sesame Street teaches so many great Mm -hmm. things and they have such a platform for kids to pay attention and the little nuances of it. I've referenced the nuances of Eagle Boy 
last episode <laughs> about him having to raise that eagle and how I'm sure that there were a lot of little trials and tribulations he went through. <laughs> you know he wasn't sitting there watching Elmo when he was a little you kid. You know that he didn't have anybody to wipe his tears either. <laughs> so, like, so anyway... Um, I, I love like the it. Idea. I, I I think it's great. I'm I'm I feel honored having you in here to talk about. It. Like I said, resident expert. You've been working with the same same young lady for mm-hmm. eight years, right? Yeah. And it is, you are her Deanne, mm-hmm. and it's for me. I think it's so cool. You have such an impactful um, job. What you do every single day is life work, and I I really do envy you for it. Not envy you, but I look up to you for it. Well, thank I think you. I think I, I think it's I love, really awesome. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. Absolutely. I feel passionate about it, so. Absolutely. Anything yeah. you want to add? Uh So uh what month is it, Deanne? Oh yeah, and also this is perfect timing because it's um April is Autism Awareness Month, so. Right. So I mean we're about to round out April. So if you didn't know that, then you're in the same boat I was before yeah. we sat down and started talking about this week. I didn't know it either. Same here. So, you know, it brought awareness to it and again, I had that thought about it. Like I said, I related it to my experience with my daughter. Yeah. So just even thinking about it will get the mind thinking. Nothing creates change like conversation. So exactly. that's why I really thought that it was you know really cool to have you on about it. So Hayden, what have you heard about this week? Uh, so I just wanted to briefly talk about the fact that there was uh, it was Earth Day on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Um, but something kind of big happened on Earth Day. Uh, yeah. And there was the March for Science. Um, so one thing we try and steer clear from on this show is politics. So can I just quote a? Uh, I don't. I don't want to give the the author or the person that said this. It wasn't me. But before you say what you're going to say, okay. Quote: Science is not the property of any one political party. End quote. That's how it should be. So go ahead. Uh, so I mean, blah blah blah. We're not going to talk about politics. So the, what the march was all about, though, was just you know letting it be known that you know science can give answers to things that we can figure out. And the thing is, is climate change is real. <laughs> there, there's a lot of CO two in the air, and it's not good for us. I mean, even if you don't think that the CO2 is causing climate change, which is really where the argument is, is if we're putting more in, is it causing Aside climate change? Aside from that, take that out of the equation. Mar- but that's what drew them to marching. Right, right. So, but even if you take that out of the equation. The cry for science to like, be funded. It's, it's to be funded. It's to be researched. It's to be heard. It's to try and better our lives. Correct. I mean, even if you don't think that CO2 is making the planet get hotter, do you want to breathe more CO2? Right. Well, I, I mean, that, that's I'm, the I'm big, glad you're going this route. That's you, the big question. Is, you do you want to breathe more CO2? Because if so, let's keep burning stuff. Well, you're setting them up on a tee for me because I wrote down two quotes. Okay. And already you've laid them out for me in the first two minutes you talked. <laughs> okay. The re- quote, same person. The rewards of breakthroughs are most commonly noticed when you or someone you know gets sick. Yeah. Think about science that's, in that aspect. That's vaccines right there, man. I mean, anytime, I mean, both of my kids are, were sick this weekend. Puking, sick, bad. Yeah. Ear infection, stomach virus. What do we do without science? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why, I, you know, I was when you said I want to talk about Science March, I was like, dude, let's do it. Let's talk about how important science is and has been to all of our lives. Let's understand that it's not a political discussion. It's that not. It's, it's, it's a just... discussion about how science... 
Science shaped all of our lives, and it's definitely something that works in your life. It's called it's called cherry picking. It's like I like science for everything except for this one thing. Right. You know, like you can't really do that. Right. You either believe that the scientific method is a real thing and can actually come up with good results, right? Or you don't, right? And you know, it, it, the thing is, is taking. You know, 98% of climate scientists say that it's happening and saying the other 2% have as much credit as the other 98 is silly. Like, okay, there's a 98% chance that they're right in their findings and then the other 2% are people that are just skeptical of the final results because they don't see all the data. And then what you really get into is people that cherry pick even more where they say, well, oh, well, this decade it got hotter. You know, I'm sorry, this decade it got colder but if you look at it for the 50 year decade or 50 decades in a row, you know, thousands of years, it's getting hotter quicker. You know, but they'll cherry pick that one decade or 50 years look, and say the numbers are what they are. Right. And so oh, that that obviously that's not happening cuz look at this decade, you know, but all that aside, what's important is is us taking care of ourselves and not burning a lot of stuff and making more co2 in the year and what's cool though is now we're actually getting to the point where a lot of things that are coming are actually more affordable than fossil fuels wind energy is a big thing in a big way Mm -hmm. um obviously there is no side effect to turning a turbine from the wind Mm -hmm. you know um same thing with solar um the problem is is just the efficiency of these things they got to be you got to be getting the price per kilowatt down below what it cost to burn an oil at an oil plant. So, but you know, it's, it's just more of a, it's cool because we're almost at the cost effectiveness of it to where coal and oil and all that sort of stuff will slowly trickle away. And all of a sudden everybody's going to have solar panels on their house and wind turbines out in our farm fields. It'll be a cool thing. So it would be, well, but the thing that's infrastructure, man, that makes jobs. It ain't a job killer. It's a job maker. So, that's a highly debatable topic. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, so. the thing about you know a wind turbine. Okay. I mean, I'm from Kansas, dude. I've seen. The wind, oh yeah, I mean, Texas gets wind. like 25 percent of its wind. power Correct. from the wind. Right. Texas. Right. Okay. I think that's actually where I saw my first wind turbine. If you Texas. see one of those fields my that's just goodness. got a bunch of them, and all of them. It's just like a. Fa- it looks like a farm of those. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. But it's really crazy. The, Okay, the, you know, the engines, all that stuff, they're all made here. All the parts are made here. Putting them together is put together here. All of that is jobs. It's millions of jobs for Americans. And that's really what I was getting at. Well, we obviously have the right person in office to create jobs. <laughs> that's so true. We're, we are going to have jobs. We're going to have jobs, clean energy or not clean energy. So, um, you know, I think that certain people are cut out to be scientists for sure, man. I don't. I am definitely not supposed to do anything that ends in ologist. There, <laughs> that should not be associated with anything I do. Archaeologist, paleontologist, anything ologist. There's, it, there's certain people are meant to do certain things, and I tell you, God bless those scientists for coming up with things to help my daughter stop whining, Daddy. <laughs> it, you know, so I I love it. I love it. So I. I think it's time to take a break. I think it's time you know, to take a we've break. We've been very in- informational uh, for what we what we had for the first segment. 
of our show. I want to thank Deanne for coming on and again being yes. our resident yeah. expert. Yeah, yeah. This thank was you guys. Uh, we don't pride ourselves as experts on anything, but well, I mean, and, I'm no expert. But I, I just mean as far as trying to teach anybody anything on the podcast. But I'd def- be hard pressed to say people didn't learn anything today. So we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with story time. So it's now our, well, I have to say this might be my favorite segment of them all, story time. Story time. Oh, story yeah. Time is Let's here. do it. And we have our second guest of this episode, Mark. But um, word has it that your nickname, amongst your brother's kids, this is this is Wade's brother, um, is Crazy Uncle Mark. Crazy Uncle Mark. Did you, ha- did you happen to listen to our last podcast episode? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> you guys should have heard his response. His response to me. I was listening to it with him. His response, that's no big deal. It happens in this closet every night. <laughs> <laughs> go, back, go back to episode one. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, man. So, oh. yeah, Mark, welcome in. So, affectionately known as Crazy Uncle Mark because of Macy. You know, that's yeah. just... Kind of how it is. Oldest kid is going to come up with, with something, so she's my oldest daughter. So welcome, man. It's good to have you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to have you. So so what we're going to do for story time is we're just going to just go tell some story, talk about some stuff. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm a, <laughs> I've recently went to visit my parents in Minnesota. So we you ref- flew or drew? We flew. Drew. Okay. We flew. So last time we talked about the different genres of stories, travel stuff. We'll just jump around tonight. So I go to Minnesota to visit my parents. Hadn't seen them in a while, so it was awesome. But traveling with two kids is traveling with two kids. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, when we went with Macy with one kid, we were those people on the plane. <laughs> now, we're going, now we're going with two. Yeah. We had to go before Cole turned two because he was free. Once, once Cole turned two, his ticket costs as much as yours does, Malcolm. You've got to be kidding. So, how ridiculous is a that? A seat's a seat. So, anyway, we wanted to go and hurry up. So, uh, we get, long story short, we, this is about me not handling it well. So, <laughs> uh, I'm usually a good traveler, but this particular time I just ate some breakfast, should not have eaten some breakfast, Burger King. Mm. Two for four croissant, which yeah, you should have holler. stuck with Mickey D's or something. Yeah, holler. It totally would have went over better if it was Mickey D's, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad it I wasn't Chick Fil A. Let's test it. So, by the way, we're in Tennessee. We say Mickey D's. Mickey D's. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet tea, y'all. So Sweet. So anyway, let's just say that turbulence was a problem. Mm. We were, we were flying into some wind that was like dropping us like five thousand feet. In, oh, I mean just. Doosh, type drop anyway nope. i wasn't i wasn't handling it well it it was the worst when we were coming back so i start to feel like i you know i'm about to die and i'm i'm sitting as a very small plane two seats on either side one aisle me and macy are sitting next to each other on one side she's got the window little four-year-old wanting to look out the window and see everything flying on a plane right mm. so, and i'm like okay i'll sit over here with macy my wife sitting across the aisle with my son so i'm like okay this isn't this isn't good I, I'm struggling here. Then I start to beat up, you know, on my brow. 
where it's just it's, that's when and you start to get that just start to salivate a little just uneasy feeling and you're like no what i'm i why am i swallowing right now i I have a lot of extra saliva in my mouth right now. I used to think about it more than you should. You're and right. and then turbulence hits me. It's like, <laughs> punch in the stomach. And I'm, I'm, the bead starts to become a steady waterfall <laughs> down my head, forehead. Come down my nose, you know, down the tip of my nose. And my I look over at my wife and she looks at me like with the most cartoon type face. You know, just, what is wrong with you? Because I went from sitting there to sweating, sitting in place. In a matter of, I don't know, 15 seconds. It was bad. Bad. So I'm looking at Macy. She's staring at me like, what in the hell is wrong with my dad? <laughs> and I'm like, Macy, look out the window. Just just look out the window. I grab one of those bags because it's about to hit me. And turbulence hits me as soon as I grab one of those bags. And just like an air bubble hits me. And it's just, you know, one of those where you're just your cheeks puff out, but nothing happens. It was just one of those... <laughs> <laughs> just, that's what it is. If only you could see the facial expression oh, he, he did it's that. Just like a puffer fish, just like <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, it's for sure happening. This is about to go down. There's nothing I can do to stop it. We're in our descent, so there is no going to the bathroom unless I want to fight with an airline person like we were just talking yeah. about. I I'm not getting down with that. I'm not wanting to, you know, struggle with an mm -hmm. airline marshal, so or puke on anybody. So anyway, next little bit of turbulence, the slightest little thing that hit, and it, it happened. So luckily I had one of those bags, and my wife, again, looking at me like I am nuts the entire time I'm doing this. Because I don't know if any of our listeners have ever seen anyone do that or known anyone to do that. That's not really a common thing. I've I never, never seen it on a plane where anyone gets sick. I was that and I was a, And I rode a plane in a storm before, and it was not fun, and it was... Oh, you know, it gives you that, that stomach feeling. But. I've never been. And anyway, two bags, y'all. I need two. Like, so anyway, <laughs> I think I'm done, right? So I'm done, whatever. And then Cole happened to probably have seen me. And we start to our, start our descent. So he gags. <laughs> no. He's sitting on steps, but he just gagged. You know, just the <laughs> gagging sound. And that made me gag again. Oh, so my. I looked at Steph and I said, you have another bag? <laughs> I snatched her bag from across the aisle, hit that bag up. And the pe my wife said the people behind me, it was priceless, them watching me go through all of it. Oh, So m absolutely miserable. And I was totally that guy. Going into the trip, I'm stressed out that my kids are going to embarrass me. They're going to do something. <laughs> and here I am filling up two of those wax paper bags that they give you next I don't to even the emergency to instructions oh. yeah that's i would have not known where to get it because <laughs> i'm one of those guys on the flight that barely pays attention at the beginning when they're going through the aisles showing you all the instructions of okay like yeah yeah, yeah. if it's going down Dude, as i'm sitting there <laughs> dripping in sweat i'm wondering to myself is this even possible like is this real what is happening am i dying what is happening to me right now it was it was odd. I really didn't know what was going on, and then kaboom, kaboom, right in front of my kids. I was so embarrassed, and uh, I'm just like, get me out of here. Yeah. And that was the first of two flights that we had to take. Mm. So, oh, it was land. Get back up, land. Yeah, get back I mean, we were up, supposed up. to eat lunch when we land and have an hour and a half lay layover and do all that. And well, you must have been hungry, dude. <laughs> uh, it was it was miserable. So, uh, not the most explosive story but it was miserable 
Well, that was a good kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, you got one? Uh, uh, so, my story... Um, so, this was the last time we went to Myrtle Beach. The last time. The last time. We're not going back to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> really? Dude, I just... Because you, of this story? When or? you go to Gulfside, you'll never go back to that side of, like, the coast. It's just Gulfside's yeah, the best. I think I'd have to agree. Oh, man. You ever been to Myrtle Beach? No. no. you never been to Myrtle Beach? It's the Gatlinburg of the beaches. For sure. If you've been to Gatlinburg, you've been to Myrtle Beach. It's just one has a mountain and one's on the ocean. <clears throat> but anyway, so we go to Myrtle Beach and we get a we get checked into our hotel and we're on the uh, the opposite side of the uh you know, it's like beach, row of hotels, road, another row of hotels. Yeah. We're on the farthest from the beach hotel. We saved a little money by not getting beachside, but it was like a twenty foot walk. So yeah, you save a lot of money by not oh, getting yeah. beachside. Oh yeah, man. and we can we can walk the extra twenty feet to cross the street. It's not that big a deal. But anyways, so we're getting checked in, and I'm sitting there, and uh, <clears throat> this is before Harding was born, by the way. So this was several years ago. But we, uh, I'm just sitting there, and Dan's getting ready, and I'm just sitting on the uh, on the porch. Just kind of, you know, chilling. And our porch, of course, is facing the road and facing the adjacent hotel. And so the adjacent hotel to us was like, I guess, the young people hotel. The really just crappy one where everybody in there was probably a fake I- money. probably a fake ID and they're all 15 right. and 16 years old. Like it was the it was the gutter hotel for mm-hmm. sure. And so... Anyone's <clears throat> been on spring break knows it. Oh, I mean, every, you could just see them. Every room was just like... There's 12 people in every room, and they were all just yeah. teenagers, right. you know, because this was during spring break week, so, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so, this one particular room caught my eye, and there was probably like seven or eight girls in there, and they were just getting down dancing. Like, they had their window, the door open, just blasted music, and they were just twerking on the balcony and just being, I mean, literally, like throwing down on the balcony and i'm just like this is funny you know this is they're going nuts it's two o'clock in the afternoon look at these guys Uh entertainment oh yeah it was funny we're just kind of laughing and they kept dancing all crazy and doing different dance moves then all of a sudden the i guess you could say the bigger girl of the group and this girl is like a 300 pound girl like she just throws the top off and just (laughs) literally just (laughs) did you say steak she just throws the top off and she's actually still inside though with the big sliding glass door and it just proceeds to just smear herself no. up and down the glass. Mark's kind of woman. Like, no. in, in broad daylight oh. like with just anyone willing to see to see. I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, I mean literally it was one of those moments like oh my god oh my god get over here you've got to see this. Yeah. Oh my god! So, uh, but yeah, so that it that went on for a good like hour. I mean, no. they literally just threw it down, oh. titties out, oh. just god dang. smeared on the glass. And nobody stopped them. Nobody. Nobody wanted to. I, I, I don't even know if anybody saw them. They were only like the third story. Oh, you saw them. I saw them. <laughs> Me and Deanne saw them. Mark wanted to see them. No, I'd like to see them. <laughs> but that. That's really the end of the story, but I just, it was one of those moments where we're like, well, and that's yeah, Myrtle Beach. this Man. was, this was fun. Whoa. Day one. Whoa. Party time. And that's why you pay. 
extra extra to get that beach view. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Rather than that uh, high schooler. Oh my god, we should have stayed ten miles up the beach, man. No, but In think the... about how much money they saved. Yeah, oh man, we paid nothing for sure. Oh, we paid nothing for the hotel, but man, like yeah. I... Yeah, they got to waste all their energy and efforts on money on that kind of entertainment, man. <laughs> Where did you go? <laughs> We're talking. It's Myrtle <laughs> Beach. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> I didn't hear. Oh. It. So, who's next? I don't know. I know that. It, you have freaked out on somebody on an airplane before, correct? Uh, about three times. <laughs> three times. I, I've i tried to make myself a flight risk so I don't have to get back on the goddamn airplane. <laughs> but, uh, one I, time they had what, to give you alcohol. They had to feed you alcohol. Tell the story about They had to feed you yeah. alcohol. What happened on that one? Where were you going? I've got two good ones about turbulence. All right. But the alcohol one, it was pretty cool. But uh, I hate flying. First of all, I just don't don't like it, hmm. not one bit at all. But we were going to uh, St. Louis to our manager's conference. Ah, right. That's right. That's right. And uh, we had to fly out of here to Chicago. Well, it got delayed, and we had to go to dang Pittsburgh. We're supposed to get in St. Louis at like six o'clock. We don't get into Pittsburgh till like ten. So oh. we don't end up getting into St. Louis until about two in the freaking morning. Okay. But uh, on the way into Chicago, worst turbulence I've ever been in. I thought this tank thing was crashing. We go like a thousand feet down and a thousand feet to the left, like right away. All of a sudden, I freak out like little girl just starts screaming. <laughs> Both of my handprints are probably still in the armrest of that airplane, and thank God there was a stewardess like right to my left, and he he looked at me, knew I was freaking out, and threw like three of them little whiskey bottles at me. I chugged them right away, and he he gave me like a couple more, and then started talking to Just me. Just free of charge because you're a risk. Oh yeah. And then he started talking to me to try to take my mind off of it. And I'm like, I, I'm still freaking out, you know, just buckled in and holding on for dear life. thinking we're going to die and trying to pour it in my Coke and drink it as fast as I can. And then uh, he was actually pretty cool. Give me a couple more because I told him I had another flight going back to Knoxville. <laughs> and uh, He hooked you up, man. I had like seven little whiskey bottles in my bag on the way home, so it was pretty cool. Well, it was, yeah, good that you landed at 2 o'clock in the morning because it didn't matter if no. you were hammered or not. It absolutely hammered drunk, yes. So that was the time that you just started freaking out just in general, like a little girl. Mm-hmm. With a bunch of grown men on the plane with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, were you like flying with <laughs> oh, all with yeah with all the managers in my district? And <laughs> so that goes down in history as something I did. And right. They, we go every year, and they make fun of me still. And <laughs> hey, Mark, remember that one time? Yeah. Exactly. And y'all remember that time Van Hookie went crazy? <laughs> well, no, exactly. But the last time, I still usually is my benefit because. Uh, I always give a little stewardess a little nudge because I, I have to drink when I'm on the plane. I can't help it. I can't help it. I try to booze it up at the Ruby Tuesdays, but they want to charge you like nine dang dollars for a beer. The one at, in the airport? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. They gouge you. 
but they give me they take advantage of people like you because they see it in your eyes and it's like seven bucks for one of them little bottles there but I give her a little nudge, and I'm like, you got any buy one, get one deal going on now? And she give me another one. So it's, it's pretty cool. Like Hell yeah. That. There you go. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So am I remembering it right that you freaked out on a stewardess one time? I, I threw my shoes at one. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> that, that would qualify. Both of them, yeah. And I about got kicked out of there. What I was, for? I was, I was so upset. Well, that, that would qualify. This was at the Minnesota airport, and uh, at the time I was still with Brandy, and uh, she was going to fly back to Knoxville to see her dad for a little bit. Okay. And uh, they wanted me to go through security or something, and I was trying to give the kids a hug or something, and this one guy pissed me off, and I took my shoes off and hurled them at him. <laughs> and he about kicked me out. And so you were, you were like... like- they wanted you to go through the line to security and take your shoes off, and you were just trying to reach over the railing and give a kid a hug. Yeah. And they were like, sir! Yeah. They wanted me to go all the way through, and I didn't want to, and he just wanted me to get undressed, and I threw my shoes at him. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> Pretty par for the course. Yeah. Nice. He was, he was, yeah, he was very upset, you know. Yeah, they, they tend to get a little bit more escalated these days when you do stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So. It's a threat. Yeah, they they call people in for stuff like that. They bust up the rubber, bust out the rubber bullets and shit on people. I know, man. For less, <laughs> yeah, for less. Hell, man, that that was good. My cheeks hurt, dude. That's good stuff. <laughs> no, but I got another one with the dang turbulence. Let's go. And with the kids, um, this might be the one that I'm thinking of. The me getting up there sucked because I had this is the first time I'm flying alone. And uh, I think my flight got screwed up, and I end up in Pennsylvania. I'm supposed to fly to mom and dad's in Minnesota. Right. And uh, like I said, I never flown by myself before. Totally crapping myself, freaking out. <laughs> Didn't know how big dang Pennsylvania airport was. I got to take a dang train somewhere else. Oh man! Yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah, booking it, trying to get to where I am to make sure I don't lose my dang flight because I don't want to stay overnight and I'm just fearing the worst. And this is someone who hates flying. Period. Holy crap! Just I can imagine your anxiety. (laughs) I don't have time to smoke cigarette. Don't have time to drink a beer or nothing. So I'm just like totally just on edge. Like get me the crap out of here as quick as I can. And then of course that flight gets screwed up. Forget where I'm at. Ended up in like dang Detroit. And then end up over at mom and dad. This is how I know you're a redneck. Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> well, hold on. Pronounce pronounce that city one more time. Say what? The what? What's that city in Michigan? You said Detroit. <laughs> it's Detroit. That's great. You might be a redneck if you say Detroit. Detroit, Michigan. Right? You might be. You might be. <laughs> Hey, yeah, there ain't no doubt about that. That's great. That's great. So they would just start off plain stories because that was one off the top of my head. But you yeah. work in an auto parts shop. You're around a bunch of dudes. I mean, auto parts are like barber shops. They're like, you know, literally garages where locker rooms. Yeah. A bunch of dudes get around and start talking. What do you, you What got? is the craziest idiot thing? That someone has like pulled up in the parking lot and like Good been like question. and been like, "Hey man, w- you know, can you help me?" Like, "Hey man, fix this on my car." 
Like, what's the just the dumbest thing you've ever seen somebody I, I rolled up that was rip. doing? <laughs> oh shit! I I don't know. I There's get too many. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, you 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 name it, it's there. Uh, one on the way over here. Guy's trying to return an alternator that he bought in 2010. Oh yeah, <laughs> tell us that story. This happened tonight. Oh yeah, he gets yeah, a phone. I go to pick him up to come over to come in studio for BRV Story Time. And he's like, excuse me, I got official business here. I have to take this. He answers the call and it's, what did you say? When did he get it? 2010. <laughs> so what was it? <laughs> yeah, this guy wanted his a full refund on the part he's had on his car for you know seven years. Oh, it was installed and removed yes. and trying to return it. Mm-hmm. And it was a bad alternator. That was already running for seven years? No, no, no. He didn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like even past the shelf life on most alternators? So if that, if the fact that we had an example, he had an example from today. Oh my God. Does it give you the frequency, give you an idea of the frequency that he deals with such idiots? Uh, hey, man. <laughs> so... <laughs> Can I get a refund? <laughs> this it's, alternator stopped working after seven years. So there are people that will try to get their money back for anything, man. We've seen it. Oh, so my. That's 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 good. That was a good question. I mean, I knew there had to be one in there. Well, that, that might be one of the best story times that we've had. I think that about wraps it up, yeah? I want to thank yeah. Mark for coming on in with us and joining us in studio. Yes, sir, but we ain't going to wrap it up just right quick. We're not done. <laughs> We're not done. No, I just want to tell you a little bit more about that uh, flight that I had from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, I kind of cut you off. Okay, so yeah, the, the Pennsylvania airport flight, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, yes, because it started out with me and the kids to go up to see Mom and Dad for the right, summer. Right, 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 right. Well, on the flight back, I had to fly back with the kids. And uh, we ran through a little bit of turbulence there. But first of all, this seating situation sucked because of one certain asshole. Um, pardon my language there. But just, I couldn't stand this man, and I'm surprised I didn't choke the life out of him. But uh, it's it's a plane where there's two on one side and, and three on the other. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. so the, the kids are on the where there's two. And I'm in the middle because this guy wants to have the aisle, and he's being too much of a yeah that he don't want to switch. Right. So, and just picture this the whole time. You know, we're on a whole flight from Minnesota to Knoxville. It's about three and a half, four hour flight. Right. I got to lean over this guy, and the kids are, hey, Daddy, we want this, we want that. You know, when the waitress come by, waitress Stewart is coming by for the drinks and the peanuts and whatever there is but then we go through turbulence and then i've got to get out of my seat because madeline she can't hear me her ears aren't popping or whatever so i go sit in tanner's seat and tanner sits in my lap nobody is buckled down and we're getting ready to land and all of a sudden it was like just some miracle guy you see this bag that one of the ones that you puked in <laughs> it it comes across because madeline was about to blow chunks everywhere i guess this saint sensed it behind us <laughs> <laughs> and you just see this bag right yeah, in front of me <laughs> like madeline. through the seats yes 
<laughs> yes, because I'm I'm holding my son, and I'm surprised I didn't. There was loud words, but I didn't throw my shoes at this particular one. <laughs> she's she's coming down the aisle because we're landing. Sir, you need a buckle. You need a buckle. And I've got two kids over here freaking out, and one's getting ready to puke, and this miracle bag comes out, and my daughter pukes in it, and we land, and everything goes crazy, and. I was the first one off the plane just because everyone was looking at me like, who the hell, what the hell is <laughs> And, uh, but that's uh, pretty much the end of that story. Nice. We landed and I freaking booked it off the plane. And None of that, like, where the front rows go first and everybody starts, nope. you're like. <laughs> there was all eyes on me and they waited for nobody. Letting me go. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure they were very willing to let you be the first off the plane. And that's the point I've got in life. I mean, I, I try to make that happen when I'm on airplanes. The guy that wouldn't give up the aisle seat should be lucky he still has his voice box. That's what I told him. <laughs> I believe it. That's what I told him. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, that's going to do it for story time, No, guys. because like I was intentionally <laughs> trying to like lean over and you know just annoy him. Oh, just like literally him. touch him. Like just lean too much over and be like, oh, sorry, brother, mm-hmm. i got to get my kids. Oh, oh yeah. Just going to pat you on the chest on my way back, though. That, that's my armrest right there. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Wow. Man, you brought I don't have. I don't have, like, the balls half the time to do stuff like that. Like, if somebody was pissed me off on a plane, I would just, like... To what, like, be sarcastic about it or just be a jerk? I mean, I might be sarcastic, would you but I couldn't shoe, just... Though? I couldn't throw my <laughs> shoes. No way. <laughs> to a, like a T, like a TSA person. <laughs> Sir, I'm gonna need you to take that off. <laughs> take <Hold> that. Damn <laughs> <laughs> uh, this. Me neither. Me neither. Story time. Uh, I love it. That's Mark. Yeah. Crazy Uncle Mark. Thanks for coming Thank in, man. Hey, nice. do you want to hang out for three top, or do you want to, you know, it's a, offers on the table, brother. I'm here. He's here. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll be right back with Three Top. All right. Well, that was uh, story time. Welcome back. So you guys know what time it's for. Time for that Three Top. Three Top. Three Top. <laughs> One Top, Two Top, Three Yes. Top. Uh, so yes, it's time for the top. Um, so we're gonna change it up. We're gonna do it like this this time. So um, I'm just gonna read off what our three tops are, and then we're gonna go. So perfect. Three top overview. Bill Nye, mm. Doritos bag, mm. seven five. Seven five. So uh, <clears throat> I'm sure you're all are curious on what all those necessarily we're talking about here. But Bill Nye is probably the most obvious and easiest. And that's mine, so I'm going to go first. So one top, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Hit it. What you got? So uh, Bill Nye's awesome. He's the science guy, Bill as a Nye lot of people know guy. him. Bill Nye, the science guy. Let's not confuse Bill, it. Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I love Bill Nye because he's like the, the person that made the connection for my generation when we were kids to science literacy hmm. and so you know of course a made lot of stuff fun. oh yeah that's the thing he made it fun um like one of my favorite things that he did to make it fun was he did parodies in every episode where like 
it was like a real song, but they, you know, they would make us like a Weird Al type thing. Right. But for education, like one of the funny ones, like the pilot episode, it was called, Ma- it was, the artist was Mag Madonna. Of course, it was Madonna. And it was Crust instead of Vogue. <laughs> and like, that was the pilot episode is they literally covered a Madonna song into a parody and about the Earth's crust. Huh. It was awesome. I mean, they kept going. They had like purple haze and they called it cellular haze. People. I mean, it was hilarious. But, um, do that show play? When for did like it start? When did you say? 93. 93. So, so you weren't around yet. This so, was OJ yeah. time. This was OJ time. So who was big during 93? You just said Prince. You just said Madonna. Um, Let's see, like, some of the songs... Queen Latifah was one of the songs they covered. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah, it was... This um, is going to be a segment of our show. Except it was Queen... My day. It was Queen Latifah, and it was... Oh, God, what was the original song? Oh, now I don't remember. But <laughs> they called it B-E-N-T. Like, what's... I forget the Queen Latifah song where she spells out the word. God, I, I, I'm Honestly, not a Queen Latifah expert. Oh, I know man. She was on Living Single, though. But, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they had like ACDC songs, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Like, it was anything that was hot in the 90s, they had covered mm. it, and it was awesome. Nice. Um, you know, one thing that's really awesome the show won a lot of awards, mm-hmm. like 20 something Emmy Awards. That not show was, by that, show was off the chain. You're right. 100 episodes, and they still play them in school today. Kids still love it, still works. What did you learn from Bill Nymark? Hmm. <laughs> <Exactly>. Nothing. <laughs> he didn't watch Bill Nymark. Did you watch Bill Nymark? Very little. Very little. I didn't miss an episode, man. It was, was my possible. show. My jam. Which stuff. leads me to today. Today? What's today? Today. Um, 42517, brother. Well, not necessarily today. I mean, like, oh, got it. today's era. So now I'm all grown up, and Bill Nye has a new show. Really? He does. That's, yeah. Bill Nye Saves the World, mm-hmm. and it's on Netflix. It's a little political. A little. Touch. <laughs> but uh, if anybody knows He's Bill passionate. Nye. He's we'll Yeah, say he that. just, he, he, he believes what he believes, and yeah. I, I'm with him. Yeah. But, uh, but it's called Bill Nye Saves the World, and it's awesome. It's literally... If you are a Bill Nye the Science Guy fan from when you were a kid, you will like this show. That's why yeah, I that's the, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, same like, thing as when he was in it, his other show. <laughs> same thing. Save the world! Yeah. That's like totally his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's awesome. Man. I, I, I love the show. It's great. I've, I think I'm on like episode 7 or 8. And I think there's 14 episodes in this new Netflix season. Nice. Yeah. Um, but it's great, man. Dude, science is so freaking cool. I mean, you can hear about it. You can hear someone say that, too. But when you see it in front of your eyes, just the little, small, crazy things, everyday things that mm-hmm. they can put in action, just heating up a beaker full of water just in a, in a tube with a long neck on it yeah. and just show that the water will rise up the tube as mm-hmm. it gets warmer. Just and a few degrees. Just, just It could just rise two degrees and it, and it rise up, just as their example of the whole climate change stuff you talked about in mm-hmm. segment one. So just... You said it's a little political, and it's it's scientific is what it is. If you're you view it as right. political, I said something earlier, and I don't have the quote in front of me, I lost those notes, but about how science doesn't belong to one particular political party. So don't view it as political. When you look when you watch the show and view it as scientific, you're gonna, it's awesome. You're going to learn some stuff. Uh, yeah. If you're in our age, uh, 30-somethings, late 20-somethings, even early 20s, 
when Bill Nye was on, you're going to appreciate the way that they redid it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, sweet. one of my favorite things that they did with the, uh, is they kind of, like, did an homage to the original Science Guy show. You know, the Bill, 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 Bill Nye, the Science Guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, except it's a uh, freaking Tyler, the creator, is the, uh, is the, Perfect. the creator oh of the song God. and they like do like the throwback and it's he's like you know like bill 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 but it's like save the world yeah. save, <laughs> save the, the world, world. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you i mean you know what their songs sound like you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. like they're just it's hilarious but you did you did that little your impersonation of it for me off air the other day and i watched an episode and i heard him say it and i was like Hayden nailed it. <laughs> I hope so. so. I knew what was coming. I hope my impression was good enough. Yeah, that's funny. But no, that was great. I, that's good. Uh, the the theme song really nailed it for me. But uh, but you know another cool thing, Bill Nye, is he's CEO of the Planetary Society, which, um, which that was what Carl Sagan's. Um, it Carl Sagan started it. Um, he is. Oh, come on, dude. Carl Sagan, he's the guy that I'm, I'm not. I'm playing the role of the everyday. Okay, thank you. Okay. Carl Sagan, uh, he was a physicist, astrophysicist, and um, oh God, he taught at. How cute is it that Hayden expects us to know the names of our astrophysicists? Come on, <laughs> okay, man. so Go here's away. what he's famous for. I'll just skip ahead. <laughs> you don't know Galileo? The Voyager space. Um, probe right. that we launched out in yeah. the 80s yes that yeah. it's left the solar system now mm-hmm. he's the guy behind it gotcha okay he's the one that thought about the cool golden record to put on the side of it that has like a baby crying so, to, and so i should know he's name. just a, in the science community yeah he's the man gotcha nice. he, he's he's the guy like, so what did he, he do i'm sorry um but he started the planetary society and it's just like you know an organization that um you know a non-profit that takes donations and tries to influence you know anywhere they can to get you know like politically like you know trying to get people elected whatever you have it but they're there they're trying to promote science literacy in the world that's what so they do. science literacy meaning that it's easier for people to get or that it's just more important for people um, to okay so here's bill nye's out. Uh, I'll, I'll just here's what bill nye's like top three are so his thing is he wants to everybody in the world to be able to have access to the free internet. That's one thing. Second thing is he wants um, water to be clean in all parts of the world. Everyone have access to clean water, period. Like, doesn't matter where you are, you can get it. Um, and then power efficiency. Being able to, everyone to be self-sufficient with their power. Mm-hmm. And you now he's a scientist, and he wouldn't want such things if he didn't think they were attainable. Right, and that's what's kind of cool is actually on one of his episodes they had a um, a PhD civil engineer on there who has this I forget who he actually works for, but he has you know the plans laid out and like the theory behind how we could literally turn everything to total self sufficient energy. I actually saw that like panel he had like if we just decided to do it Mm -hmm. like as in we could build enough wind generators build enough solar panels build use enough hydroelectric dams no nuclear and just do it no more burning oil no more burning coal make electric cars just 
take it what on. I, what I heard him say was, and I'm going to paraphrase because it was interesting. I actually saw that the same one. I've only seen like one and a half of his new shows, mm-hmm. but I did see that panel where he had an engineer, a guy that worked in the coal industry, or wrote a book about the coal mm-hmm. industry and how important that was, and then someone younger. Um, but what he was talking about was nuclear power plants. Yeah. And the amount of nuclear power plants that it would take to fund the world and energy for the world. And how long it would take how to long, establish. how long it would take, to, because of all the red tape they have to go through, it's like one every 18 years can be built because of and, all and plus, the do you sanctions live in they have to prove through. So, And it would take over 15, he said 15,600 more hmm. nuclear power plants to power the world with the plan that he has of all this renewable energy. So again, I'm not the expert on paraphrasing, but super interesting stuff it was awesome so i mean there's all two sides to every every you know opinion of how to solve problems the but the um it's no secret that energy is a problem and being able to have access to energy and or clean energy oh yeah so that's pretty cool man but uh i am especially going to make harding watch all of the old episodes mm-hmm. of bill nye the science guy there's no doubt right. so but yeah man that was my In our day, time. though if you missed it you missed it there was no Hulu, you know. There was no go. It was Saturday no morning back. cartoons for I me. Just, man. I'm going to say the phrase in our day so many damn times on this show. It's going to make me feel like I'm ancient. I, I remember on people. every morning I'd get up, Bill and I was first. I'd watch Bill and I, and then all the cartoons came after. Like you didn't. I almost like they wanted to make sure they got the educational thing, and then you could watch all your cartoons. Right. But it was good. That's I would never missed it. It was great. That's true. Either that or Mr. Rogers and his oh man cardigan. I loved Mr. Rogers, man. Mark did too. Oh, mm-hmm. my man. It's Mr. a beautiful Rogers. day in the neighborhood. <laughs> Dude, have you watched? He has a new show. Well, he doesn't have a new Mr. show. Mr. Rogers too. No, okay, because he's he's dead. He's not around anymore. But uh, no, the you know the world that you go into and in Mr. Rogers like they. You know, there's the king and the castle mm-hmm, and all the mm-hmm. people and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, Daniel, That's the what you tiger, see when you drink the potion that he gives you when he traps you inside his house. <laughs> no, but there's the what tiger in that world. Fish? There's the tiger in that world, and his name's Daniel, and it's like a new show. Daniel Tiger. Daniel, Daniel Tiger. tiger. Yeah, and it's, yeah. but it's Mister. But it's Mister Rogers' neighborhood in that world. And it's Daniel Tiger's story. I never know. You didn't know that? I didn't either. I just learned something about a little toy that my son Cole plays with every day. Yeah. That's why Daniel Tiger wears his little cardigan. Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty nifty galifty. I'm telling you, man. I was was like, oh, (laughs) because it was definitely like, you know, made me hit that special spot. Like, oh, Mr. Rogers, you're still around. Right. But but that was my three top Bill Nye. He's the man. I love him. Two top. Right, two Dorito top. bag. Dorito yeah, this bag. is... What is this? this. Like, Let us know. Okay, don't worry. They're not changing the flavor or anything? Yeah, so... They're not changing the flavor or anything, but I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, so, you know, there's a new movie coming out, sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy, and they are um, attaching an audio player, I guess, to the Doritos bag. As a new, I guess there might be um, attachable wait, headphones to it. And wait, an audio player attached to it? You mean like a speaker? As in, <clears throat> they have a little a tape musical on the bag? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> kind of like one of those cards we were talking about off air, a yeah. birthday card um, of the music player, except um, it'll have a couple of songs on it. Like, so you tear that back like up. like a whole playlist like... to me, but it's not, don't worry, it's not going to be sold in stores, so. I, wish I was going to say, how do you get this? Like, and is this a $1.49 Dorito bag or are well, we paying yeah, $19.95? Exactly. I haven't for... seen a price yet on it, but uh, the reason why I think it's cool, I'm I'm a big fan of the movie, but only because of the music. Um, they go back with a couple of throwback songs, to me at least, the throwback um, music artists. Um, they had... Oh, they had Marvin Gaye on the first one, and mm-hmm. Jackson Five, and Ten uh, CC. Um, this one, this new one, I think has the Electric Lights Orchestra. Yeah, on it. Well. yeah, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac is on it. Too. Oh, so I, I I love the movie for the for its music. I had um, no idea that you liked Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, it's like my dad's favorite band. Stevie, really? Nicks, Stevie Nicks is my dad's favorite singer. You may have told me. It's crazy. You may have told me. I, th- I think we had a conversation with someone else at work about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did, you did. That's all. I had no idea. Yeah. So if you, even if you're not a fan of superheroes and villains and whatnot, I would still check out the music. Oh man, that um, was what I loved about that movie. Yeah, that was my favorite part. Oh yeah, I hit it right from the start. Mm-hmm. Man, the music was great, and the actors like Chris Pratt is freaking hilarious. hilarious. Uh, what songs of ELOs do they use? Evil uh, well, the, this first, I think, on the playlist, they're going to have Mr. Blue Sky. Nice. Everyone knows. Right. <laughs> that, that's probably my favorite one by them. It would be funny if they did Telephone Line as well. Yeah, I think like that on Billy Madison? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> as he's putting on the lipstick of people he's going to kill. How are, How are you? you? <laughs> have you been alright? <laughs> Dude, your cool level just went up another ten notches with this ELO. Y'all stuff. probably didn't think I would listen. No, you don't know. ELO was the first concert me and Mark ever. Went You're kidding? To. No, no. Our, our parents were true from the '60s, right? Yeah, true. And there was an ELO concert close to town. They weren't missing it. They couldn't mm. get a babysitter, but they weren't missing <laughs> it. They didn't give a damn. They brought me and Mark, and me and Mark got to party with all these people in clouds of smoke around us. While our parents took us to rock out at an ELO you concert, gotta be kidding saw me. a fight walking back to our cars afterwards. What an experience! Oh, it was amazing. We were how maybe, gosh, what you were maybe nine? No, I was in sixth grade. So how old is that? Ten? Eleven? Fuck. Twelve. Yeah, that's twelve. Something like that. If you were 12, I'm 18 months older, so I was 13 or 14. And it was definitely my first concert experience. It was awesome. The Heck closest, yeah. The closest I ever got to seeing them. Um, because I can't af- believe you af- said yellow. Yeah. Well, after all their tours are over and whatnot, Disney likes to bring back, um, at their Epcot Park, they like to bring back a lot of old artists that... Um, people from the 70s and 80s would remember mm-hmm. so they bring them back onto the stage at epcot and everyone freaks out so elo happened to be coming the day i was at the park um oh. but i left early oh. I was so mad oh so mad See, there's, there's gonna be a lot of people listening that are gonna be like who is elo oh you have to listen to it and that is some music that, seriously that, though and seeing them in concert like i didn't realize 
why there were so many different moving parts. Like there's a guy with a banjo, there's a guy that's playing bongo drums, mm. there's a drummer, there's like all these exotic instruments that so it's not good. just drums and a guitar. And they blend it all together to make the music they do. Oh, I love it. I was blown away, blown. Away. And that is amazing <laughs> that you like that. And yep. then uh, like Rhiannon from Fleetwood Mac is one of my dad's favorite songs. Yeah. And that's just that's amazing that you said Fleetwood Mac. So that's I don't pretty remember cool. what song they said was going to be on this playlist. I'll, I'll have to look for that one. But there's, I mean, a, one there's, of fifteen they could choose from. Oh, and the they rumors. have, um, they have, you know, Cat Stevens. Yeah, he's on there. He's on there too. They could, <laughs> they could play the whole Rumors record from Fleetwood Mac, and it would be good. So I, I can't argue with that. That's actually. cool. So we're on to. So I. Before we go, I have to find out how to get one of these Dorito music bags. Yeah, where I, where I saw it, <clears throat> I actually read this on a couple of articles on Twitter. One of them, I think, was called Pitchfork. But um, where, where I saw it to be available should be Amazon. Well, that's no surprise. But well, okay, so... You uh, going to get you a Doritos bag that sings to you, Mark? Apparently, it plays the entire... <laughs> Guardians Two playlist. soundtrack, um, because everything is an ad yeah. now. Oh yeah, it's, re- it's rechargeable as well. It's not something that just it has dies. little headphones. Yeah, look at that, little headphones. Plug it into the bag. That's real. Oh my god, that that's hilarious. Be. How much? Yeah, okay, here you want to hear the list. You want to hear what's on the it? Cost. Oh, it, this is just like a. You have the playlist. I have the playlist. It's a flashlight by Parliament. Father and Son by Cat Stevens, Surrender by Cheap Trick, Wham Bang Shang Lang by Silver, Come a Little Bit Closer by Jay and the Americans, Brandy You're a Fine Girl, Looking Glass, My Sweet Lord by George Harrison, Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell, Bring It Oh Glenn Campbell, Bring It On Home to Me by Sam Cooke, mm. The Chain by Fleetwood Mac, Boom There It yeah. Is, Yeah, <laughs> Lakeshore Drive by Aliota Haynes Jeremiah. Fox on the Run by Sweet, and it's Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, yeah. And then The Guardian's Inferno by The Sneepers and David Hasselhoff. Uh, David Hasselhoff. Can we get the German version? <laughs> Ooga Chaka, Ooga <laughs> That's just the best song ever. Ooga Chaka. I can't fight this feeling. Wolfgang. <laughs> Alright, um, so that was Two Top. Now three top. Okay. Three top. What's That's this me. all about? All right, seven so this show's seven five on Netflix. There's gonna be a bunch of people that listen that have Netflix. So if you do, I suggest that you watch the show seven five. It was recently re- released, I think, on Netflix, but the documentary is from 2014 or 2015. Um, the information's not new because the trial's old, but the story is freaking awesome. So. <laughs> Long story short, it's about a gangster that was dressed up as a cop. And what the things that he was able to get away with. So, if you oh. read between the lines of what I said, this is a story about a crooked police officer. Oh, okay. So, but this dude, make no mistake, this dude was a straight-up gangster that just dressed up like a cop. There was no, there was, wasn't one bone in his body that was ever a police officer. So, it's kind of, the story itself is just crazy. The way that he went through, I mean, he was a, he was a top guy, and uh, his name's Michael Dowd. 
So he's already served his time in prison and all that. So I, I encourage you to, first of all, go watch the documentary. I'm just going to talk about a couple things at some points of it. So anyway, he starts out as just a regular cop doing things on the level. Two months in, he gets this kind of inkling of how he can work somebody over. How he ends up responding to a domestic violence call at a drug dealer's house. Where the girl calls the cops on him. And he comes in. Girl's all beat up or whatever. She ends up leaving for the night. Gets, gets taken off or whatever. And then he sees a duffel bag full of money. As he's like looking through the house. So he goes up to the guy in the house. And he's like, I didn't see anything. But that's going to cost you five grand. Two months in on the job. Wow. So basically, the way that he described it was, I saw an opportunity and I took it. Hmm. Period. If I saw any kind of opportunity to work somebody over, I took it. Like straight up my version of New York City, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like new, they will work you over. Like, welcome to the big city! So hmm. anyway, so he finds out really quick that he can do this. And long story short, he starts to recruit some people in. Then it turns into not just small-time criminals, small-time calls that he's getting, and all these, you know, domestic violence, whatever. Robberies, that kind of thing. Um, starts to get into organized crime, drug dealers, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Running protection for them. It's the next um, logical step. You would, you would think, <laughs> you know, being able to give them inside information on it. Mm -hmm. So there was, there was this one... One story that's really cool in it. It's about an hour, 45-minute documentary, I think. Um, La Campagna. I'm mm. saying that to you. It means the company. Yeah. is was one of the names of one of the groups that he started out with. And the head name of this guy was, of the, the group, was Cello. So, I mean, as, you know... Cello. As, as ominous as Cello sounds, <laughs> as someone that's the boss, you know, it's kind of one of those things that there's a boss of a criminal organization named Cello. I'm going to fear him more than one of them named, you know, Hefe. <laughs> so, but um, anyway, um, this it goes bad with Cello. He tells him, we want $8,000 a week or for this protection that you're getting from us. Like, we're cops. We're putting our life on the line. We're going to do this. We want this amount. They get their first payment from Cello, and it's short. So he goes looking, or what he does is he goes and parks his car on Cello's drug dealer's street so that they can't deal their drugs and they're like losing money. So to get the point across to Cello, like, you don't screw with my money kind of mm -hmm. thing. So Cello puts a hit out on his life and he gets, the cop gets word that he put a hit on his life. So when he, <laughs> what he said he did was circle the neighborhood for like three days until he found him pulled him over he said i knew what he looked like but he didn't know what i looked like so when i got to pull him over he thought i was just any regular old cop he didn't know who i was so i pulled him over and i went right up to him and i got down to the window and i said put a hit out on me i'm right here get out of the car and let's do this back-to-back -back cowboy no. style call the hit off right now call it off so he was like that he's a he straight-up gangster this guy was a gangster in a cop's uniform. Dang. So that's how he gets this cello guy off his back. Realizes that he's legit and he can get into it with legitimate drug dealers and start making some serious money. So he gets in with this guy, Alex Diaz, 
who at 20 years old was taking in or selling $200 million worth of cocaine directly from Pablo Escobar a week. A month. Wow. $200 million a month. Wow. $200 million a month. This one guy, Diaz, and his organization, the Diaz organization. Mm-hmm. So they he owned supermarkets all throughout Brooklyn. I think it was Brooklyn. Might have been the Bronx. I, that's the one part I'm like, ah, crap, I should have looked it up. But it's the 75th precinct. So I, it's one of those. And people from New York are going to be like, to hell with you. There's a big <laughs> difference between Brooklyn and the Bronx. <laughs> so, But I don't quite remember. But it's one of the two. I want to say uh, Brooklyn. So anyway, um, six grocery stores that they owned. And the way that he described it was, you come to one side to get your groceries. You knock on the metal door if you want to get your kilos of cocaine. Hmm. So they just moving this stuff with the cops' protection that they're able to do it. He's able to give them inside information if DEA, or not DEA, but anyone, a drug task force, is starting to listen in on them. He gave them, like the way, where he really made his mark was when he gave them a tip about a raid that was about to happen. And they got out of there two hours before the doors got kicked in, and it saved this guy Diaz like $500 million. Wow. Wow. So because Dowd went out on a line to give him information to save him $500 million, he was like in for life with this Diaz guy. Like Diaz was legitimately looked at him at, uh, as a brother, would take a bullet for him, that kind of thing. Huh. So long story short, I mean, it, it graduated to him taking down rivals of the Diaz gang, arresting people that you know were parts of rival gang, legitimate crooked cop in every way that you can think of. If you Google his name, you'll see stories of the most crooked cop in history. Well, it sounds pretty bad. That's what he was able to do. So anyway, he gets caught. So I guess I'm telling you to go watch it, but I'm telling you about everything that's happening. So maybe don't go watch it. But he gets caught by a snitch partner. And it's one thing that when they show his testimony in front of the commission during the episode, he talks about what it means for a cop to be quote-unquote good. And if... For any, anyone that's a police officer that hears that phrase probably knows what I mean, but to be good in the police officer community means that you have every, you're loyal, mm-hmm. that you're going to have their back. So once you know that a cop's good, you know that you can trust them with anything. A cop won't turn on a cop kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And anyway, his partner, who he obviously had to build up this trust before he could bring him into this scheme, ended up snitching on him because his final plan was to kidnap the wife of a cartel gang like a rival gang of a cartel kidnap the wife of a boss deliver them to the colombian so that they could execute her for ransom so his partner and mike dowd was willing to go through with it he was he's like was wanting to do it and his partner was like dude that's where i draw the line like i i can't i can't do this anymore Mm. So his partner wore a wire and, and, and all that, and then he went down. Wow. So it is an incredible story. The fact that it's 100% true, the stuff that you hear that he did and that he got away with, you're kind of like, what? How? <laughs> How? Like, I, I mean, using the money to buy a brand new red Corvette and drove that Corvette to the station and didn't give an F about it. Hmm. <laughs> The way he described it was, my wife and I shared cars. You know, two weeks out of the month, she got to drive the Corvette. Two weeks out of the month, I got to drive the Corvette. I wasn't going to drive that little Corolla to work. <laughs> he did not care. Wow. So, it was super cool. Everyone should go watch it. The, the 7-5 on Netflix. 
it'll get your mind working on certain stuff. So uh, I had me like one to ask young lady that I work with that's from New York, like, you ever heard about this guy? You ever heard anything about you know, anything like this? This dude's like got to be a legend up there. So it's crazy the stuff I got away with. So um, anyway, that's three top guys. So, I, you know, um, I guess in closing, I appreciate, again, Crazy Uncle Mark joining us for um, sitting in on three top and joining us for one hell of a story time. So thanks <laughs> for listening sure. to episode two, guys. Before we head out, I want to make sure that we can remind you guys how to interact with us. Please interact with us. Instagram and Twitter, it's going to be at the Big Red Van Pod. Facebook, like us on Facebook at the Big Red Van page and email. You can email us, please. This is where story time comes in. This is where if you want to, you have a topic, you have a guest top or have you heard about this and you want to be a guest and you want to sit in with us like uh, uh, Crazy Uncle Mark and like Hayden's wife Deanne did for us, please, we welcome anybody. Email us at thebigredvanpodcast at gmail.com. Obviously, you're listening to the show, so you know where to find it. Please tell your friends about us. We are now on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, We have SoundCloud that you can listen to. There's a lot of different ways to find us. We do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. (laughs) 